bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are glad he loves you? Amen. Amen. Huh? Uh, in spite of, I'm glad he loves me. Amen. With an everlasting love. Amen. Uh, with an everlasting love. Amen. Glory to God. He is long-suffering too. Amen. We bless the Lord on today. Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Father God, we bless you and we honor you. Lord, this is the day that you have made. God, we have come to rejoice. We're glad in it, God. Father God, we thank you that on this day we rose with new mercies. This was the day that you loaded us with benefits. And now we have arrived here at your house, God. Father God, we're assembled with our brothers and sisters. Our attention is turned towards you, God. Father God, our desires that you're magnified and glorified, that you're exalted in this house and in our lives. And Father God, at this time, we've come to a place where we want to hear even more from you, God. So Father God, we thank you for your word that goes forth. You said your word does not return void, but it accomplishes every task for which is sent. Now, God, we bless you for your sent word. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for bringing about a change in our lives. We thank you, God, that you make a difference, that we are stronger because of you. We're better because of you. So, Father God, we thank you for how you're going to move in this house. Right now, God, we lift up Bishop Jackson to you as he's in the Dominican Republic. We thank you, God, for the angels that are camped rounding about him, keeping him. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Father God, for how you are ministering through, through him. Right now, God, we pray that you will minister a fresher anointing to his spirit, God. We thank you right now, God. God, that you minister strength and rest to his body all the while. Have your way, God. We bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. God is so good. He is worthy to be praised, isn't he? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Are y'all glad to be in the house of the Lord on today? All right, let's read some scripture real quick. I'm going to let you sit down. Colossians chapter 3, real quick. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12 says, And so as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond all these things, somebody say, beyond all these things, and beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond. Somebody say perfect bond. Perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another. With psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him 
to God the Father. Amen. Amen. He said, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Amen. Just a, a thought to leave with you this morning. Um, the manifested love of Christ. The manifested love of Christ. Amen. And I had the, the opportunity to deliver the message at my family reunion on last Sunday. Amen. And it was 26 minutes, 25 minutes. So I got a Make, there you go, Brother Bowie. <laughs> so I got, I got 35 minutes carryover from last Sunday. <laughs> uh, uh, I, need, I got 35 minutes carryover from last Sunday, plus how many from this Sunday, Sister Lisa? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you know. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all real quick, real quick, and then we're gonna get into the word. But I was, I was talking to my cousin Seth Sarity, and he said, um, "I said, how long do I have?" He's the president of family reunion. He said, uh, "Oh no, don't worry about it. Just let the Lord use you. Let the Holy Spirit use you." I said, "Okay, good God." I was just, you know, because I talked to my aunt about it. He said. Um, I said, okay, I just wanted to make sure I was in order so I'd see how much time I had. He said, well, you Baptist, right? I said, <laughs> I, look, I said, he said, 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> no, then, 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 he was, then he was he was joking, though. Yeah, but but you know how... Yeah, you, I'm joking, but I'm serious too. Don't you, don't you know, you know. But but you know, you have to be careful that you do things in order because they do things work on a schedule. You know, so it wasn't at a church; it was at a hotel. So I had to be cognizant of that and say okay. But I just thought that was funny, you know, because because when he came back and he said ten minutes, I said ooh. But we we're gonna see manifest the manifested love of Christ. Amen. And this is kind of, you know, just some of the things that, I, that I've just been hearing. Uh, but how, how important it is for us to understand that Christ should make a difference in our lives. Amen? Amen. Christ should make a difference, a difference in our lives. We should, we should not, things should not affect us the way they affect those in the world. Amen. Things should not bother us the way they bother those who are in the world. Those who don't have any hope. Amen. Amen. We understand that we are in this world, but we are not what? We're not of this world. So although, although things in this world uh, have some influence, some not influence, but some bearing, some impact on us, we are not affected by the things that happen in this world just by the sheer fact that we hold on to a greater hope. Amen. Amen. I've also come to understand that, that no matter what I go through, I've got I have a hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. And everything that God has said in his word applies to who? It applies to me. Amen. So everything that God has said about me in his word, it is applicable to me. I can, I can read it in his word. I can digest it. I can get into my spirit. And now this word becomes real. It becomes life 
to me. Amen. So, so as I as I understand that, then now there there are some things that should be different about me, right? Somebody say different. Amen. I have a different demeanor. Say different demeanor. I have a different attitude. Amen. I have a different perspective. I have a different outlook. Amen. I have a different set of goals. I have different dreams. I have different desires. I have different aspirations. Why? Because I'm in this world, but not of this world. Amen. I understand that my reality is the realm of is in the realm, lies in the realm of the where spirit, not in the realm of the natural. Amen. So 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 then my challenge becomes how do I translate the how do I translate what is spiritual into the natural? Amen. Because if that is where my reality is, because I'm, I may I may have sickness in my body, but in my reality says I'm healed. Right? I may have negative $1.12 in my bank account, but my reality says that I'm rich because my father is rich. Is that right? Right? Things may... You know, there may be havoc going on all around me, but my reality says that I have an atmosphere that is full of peace and joy. So now my challenge becomes, how do I translate what is my reality into something what I see in the natural? You know, so a lot lot of times that, that is where we struggle because we get so overcome with what we see in the natural that we forget about where our reality lies. Because everything that God desires to do with us, everything that he, every, every purpose, every plan, every intent he has is for himself first to get the glory. But his plan is, his plan is for us to begin to realize not just life on this earth, but what? But abundant life. Jesus said that I've come that you might have life, and then you might have life what? More abundantly. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Jesus said, you have abundant life. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Are you acting like it? Do your words line up with one who has abundant life? Amen, because a lot of that, that becomes our challenge. Because a lot of times our actions and our words, our thoughts don't line up with one who acts as if they have abundant life. But he said in his word, that's what he said. I didn't say it. I didn't make it up. Amen, I didn't dream it. I didn't write it. He, Jesus Christ said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. Is that right? So now, now my task becomes realizing that, realizing that. Now, the Bible, says, the Bible says that we were chosen of God. So Paul, in his letter to the church at Colossus, and, and this is some insight on that, Paul, in his, his letter to the church at Colossus, he says, as those who, who have been chosen of God, holy and blessed, put on a heart. Somebody say, put on a heart. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let's read that again. Put on a heart of somebody say compassion. All right. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He goes on to say, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. 
beyond all these things, say beyond those all these things, put put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Love is the perfect bond of unity. So so he so Paul in his letter to the church at Colossus, he says, You we should be uh, we how many of you believe you have been chosen of God? Huh? How many of you believe we believe we've been chosen of God? So now our task is to put on a heart of what? Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Amen. Very, very, these, these are uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Right? These are the fruit. So as the fruit, as the fruit of the Spirit is made manifest, it makes a difference in my life, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. Uh, Paul talks about faith and hope and love, but the greatest of these is what? Love. He, in, in this letter to the Church of Colossus, he says, he says, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So the, the love of Christ, the love of Christ is the perfect bond of unity. Amen? Amen. The love of Christ is the perfect bond of unity. Why? Because the, the love of Christ, if I am loving you with the love of Christ, I am loving you as Christ loves you. Which, which makes a big difference because my love is conditional. How many of you know, we, we, a lot of us, we operate from a conditional perspective, right? Huh? We operate from a conditional perspective. Amen. If you do this, I'll do that. I'm not going to do this because you didn't do that. Huh? Not only not only do we operate from not only do we operate from that perspective, but in large part in large part, our actions are based on our senses. What do you mean? Okay, wake up in the morning and not feel like going to work. What you gonna do? For some. <laughs> Don't go. Uh, it's, 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 almost, it's almost like we do this. All right, heads, I'm going. Tails, I'm not. Then we picking our phone up. I ain't gonna be able to make it today. <laughs> you know, but a lot of a lot of what we do. A lot of what we, is based is based on what, on our senses, isn't it? And we, we said we said this before, and, and you know we we got think about this. Was Jesus ever? Did Jesus ever deal with anyone according to his senses? How he felt? Mm -mm. He never did, did he? In every every example in the word that is relative to Jesus's life to give us a snapshot of it how he handled things how he handled situations you never see an instance where he responded according to his feelings maybe with the exception one time when he went into the garden and said father if there's any way this cup can pass from me but Jesus was Jesus was determined Jesus was determined that he was going to see his mission through to the end. How many of us are determined to see our mission through to the end? 
Amen. Amen. We we want to we want to see our mission. I want to see my mission through to the end. Now, Lord, I need some help yeah. in getting there because where I am right now, you know, I, I need your help. I need your help. Why? Why? Because what Paul has encouraged me to do is put on put on a heart of of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another. Someone say bearing with one another. All right, turn to your neighbor and say, I got to bear with you. I have got to bear with you. Hmm. And forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint, somebody says complaint. Somebody say complaint. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as, somebody said, just as, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So how many of you have ever had a complaint, have a complaint against somebody? <laughs> have a complaint against somebody right now. <laughs> it might even be me. <laughs> huh? You have a complaint against somebody. So he says, forgiven. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So if you have a complaint against someone, you're supposed to forgive them. Just as the Lord forgave you, then you forgive them. So everybody that gets on your nerves, that gives you a hard time, that does you wrong, you're supposed to do what? Forgive them. Why? Just as the Lord forgave you. Wow, that's deep, isn't it? That's strong, that's strong stuff right there, isn't it? Huh? That, that's really, that's, that is, when you get to that point, that is really maturing in the Lord. Because now you're putting on a totally different mindset and a totally different perspective. And you know something, you have, to, you have to do that from the standpoint of, of the mind of Christ. You can't do that in your own strength. You cannot do that in your own strength. So you gotta, you've got to look at yourself from that perspective and say, you know what? If I am going to be who God has say, says I'm going to be, I've got to learn. I've got to learn to operate with this mindset. With this mindset that, that I, and see, I have to believe, I have to believe that God is as powerful as he says he is. I have to believe that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And I have to believe that what God says about me is true about me. And a lot of times our struggle is we won't humble ourselves long enough to believe God that he is going to do and say everything he says he's done for us. We're too busy. We're too busy caught up in how we feel, how we're being treated, or how we perceive God is going to work this situation out in our lives. Because our expectation a lot of times is not for, for God to put us in a position that's going to humble us, but to put us in a position that's going to elevate us. Are you hearing me? I mean, how many of us really expect or really want God to put us in a place where we're going to have to be humble? 
even though he said it in his word, all the scriptures that we quote about God and what his word applies to us relate to do relate to what? Relate to prosperity, relate to blessing, relate to elevation. Huh? <laughs> Brother Mana said we shout on them. Amen. But but how many of us quote scriptures about being persecuted? Like Lady Jackson talked about, huh? How many of us quote scriptures from the standpoint of the humility that we the, the humility that we have to to go through? God is going to put you in God is going to put you in a position where it's going to require you to be humble. Why? Because this thing is not about you. It's not about your glory. It's about him manifesting his love. It's about him manifesting his love through you. And the only way he the only way, think about think about everybody that you love in your life. And think about loving them with the love of Christ. Which means which means I don't see them from, from my perspective. I see them from Christ's perspective. And how does Christ see them? How does Christ see them? If they're unsaved, he sees them as somebody who he wants to save. If they're saved, he sees somebody that looks like him. So I have to look at Brother Minor, not from my perspective, from what I see, but I've got to look at him from Christ's perspective. And when you, be, when you begin to do that, that should, make it, that, that should, that should have a, make a difference in your communication, in your talk, how you interact with people. Amen. Paul said, henceforth I will see no man after the what? After the flesh. Amen. And that, and that becomes that becomes a challenge because a lot of times what God is going to do is God is going to surround us with people who who are intended to do what? To bring us up. Huh? To sharpen us. Right? God God is going to, that that God is going to surround you with people who are going to sharpen you. People who are going to challenge you. People people who are going to make you better. And I just want to encourage you this morning that everybody, <clears throat> when you look at your life and you go down the list of people that are in your life, and there are some people, there are some people we make that list and we make that list of the people in our lives that need to change. <laughs> Anybody have a list like that? <laughs> So go ahead and make that list out and scroll down that list. And when you get to the end, I want you to stop right there. And then the last name needs to be you. And then after that last name is you, I need you to turn the pencil over with the eraser and go back to the top of the list and erase every check mark that you wrote beside all the other people. And put the check mark beside yours. <laughs> huh? And put the check mark beside yours. Why? Because 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 here's the thing. In our in our lives, listen, when there's change that needs to take place, we're too busy focused on changing the other people that we don't think about the change in us. Right? But the change is the change that God wants to do is in you. The change that God wants to do is in you. Because he wants you to get, he wants to get you to a place 
where you are manifesting the love of Christ. He wants to get, he wants to get you to a place where, where you, you have the word of Christ dwelling in you. And what happens is you begin to grow in grace. You begin to grow in wisdom. Amen. And you know what? This, this is not an easy thing. We were talking about this this morning. Listen, it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to do this. It takes our surrendering to the Holy Spirit and allowing him to work and to move in us the way he wants to move. Does that make sense? So, and, and as I begin to do that, then what happens? The love of Christ begins to flow out of me. Amen. Why? Because my heart has been changed. Because my heart has been changed. In he- Hebrews chapter 10, <clears throat> the writer in Hebrews said, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises faithful, somebody say faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So as, 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 I, as I seek to manifest the love of Christ, amen, it's going to require me to hold fast to my confession, my confession of hope. And what? Without wavering. Why? Why? Because I I understand that there are going to be times, there are going to be times where I may struggle. Amen. How many of you have times where you struggle? Hmm? Times where your attitude is not really how it should be. Huh? Huh? We, you know, we have, you know, time, you know, sometimes that thought comes, oh, where'd that come from? Sometimes that thought comes and we act on it. And then afterwards we say, what in the world was I thinking? (laughs) is that right but the word says that he who promises faithful he's faithful so we we have to we have to get to a point where we're determined and we're committed and we're holding fast to our confession and saying you know what christ i understand that the holy spirit is in me fashioning me into your image so what I want to do is I want to I want to be conformed to your image. So my desire is that you begin to through your spirit, through the power of your spirit, that you begin to work through me. And that you put me in a position where I can deal with people. I can see people through your eyes. I can see people through your eyes. And if I can see people through your eyes, through your eyes then I'm going to have a heart for them. I'm going to have a heart for them. And it's not, it's not about me, but it's about you. It's not about me getting the glory. It's not about how I feel, but it's about you. It's about you being glorified. So it might mean me being nice to somebody who's not nice to me. It might mean me blessing somebody. 
who, who appears to be my enemy. It might require me to humble myself. But ultimately, what is being worked out is what? The love of Christ. Why? Because what God wants to do is he wants to get the glory out of our lives. Does that make sense? And he even he went on to say, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Somebody said good thing. You remember what was it? Um, was it Thessalonians where Paul talked about how we should think those things, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, pure, right? Think on these things. Don't you know what you think has an effect? On your attitude, on your behavior, and, and, how, and how you treat people, right? So then, so now I have to watch my thought, my thought pattern. My thought pattern has to be centered around the thought pattern of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So God, give me the mind of Christ. Why, why so, that I, so that now... If I have the mind of Christ, now I can begin to think on those things that are good, that are pure, that are honest. And if I'm thinking on these things, now I'm, I'm dealing with people, I'm dealing with situations from a different perspective. Does that make sense? Everything in your life, every person in your life is in your life for a reason. A reason. And they're they're there for for one they're they're either there because God wants to use you to minister to them, or God is using them to minister to you. They are in your life for one of two reasons. God wants to use you to minister to them or God is using them to minister to you. In both in those for those two reasons for God's perfect work to be done your mind and your attention has to be turned towards him. So that you are receptive and open to what God is doing. Does that make sense? And as you, and as you begin to do that, as you begin to do that, you take on a different frame of mind. You take on a different frame of mind. Why? So Because now you see that there's purpose. There's purpose behind what's taking place. Right? There's purpose behind taking place. So I so so the challenge is the challenge is or the question is who is it in your life that you've been wanting God to change? But the change is supposed to be in you. Yes. 
And the key to that is manifesting the love of Christ. Getting to a place, getting to a place where the love of Christ now exudes from you. Does that make sense? Because at the end of the day, when we come, when we come together as a body, we should be encouraging one another. We should be building one another up. We should be doing all we can to see that God is glorified. And a lot of times, you know, the people with the most offenses are right here in the church. (laughs) Amen. What God wants us to do is manifest his love. God wants us to manifest his love. And we can't do that. We can't do that of our own strength. You can't do it. You can't do it on your own strength. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's only through his love. As we are conformed to the image of Christ. Does that make sense? So just to encourage you, take it, do an evaluation. Amen. Do an evaluation and say, okay, God, where, where, what are you doing? How is it that you want to get the glory out of this situation? How is it that you want to get the glory in my life? Because my desire, my desire is to see you glorified, is to see you exalted. And, my, and, and according to your word, to see the love of Christ being manifested, which means that I forgive when I need to forgive, that I forbear when I need to forbear. And forbear doesn't mean just letting things happen. That that means letting things go. Amen? Because the the biggest part of forbearing is is fixing your mind right. Sometimes we let things go. We don't address things, but we keep them in our mind. Mm -mm, Now, you need to let that thing go. Let it go. Let it go because that, that's true that's truly forbearing. Because I promise you when you when you when you let that thing go, then that, that lets that lets God have his way. That opens the door for God for God to move. So it's not so it's not just keep your mouth shut. You gotta fix your heart too. You gotta fix your heart too. So that you can move on, that you can go on and you know what, and you say, you know what? God, I thank you for maturing me in such a way that now with this person, with this situation, I can manifest the love of Christ. And when you begin to do that, guess who gets the glory out of the situation? God does. God does. Listen, God is not going to put anything in your life that you can do on your own. God is not going to have you do something that you could do on your own strength. So if you could fix every relationship in your life on your own... (laughs) It wouldn't be there. But what's he going to do? He's going he's, he's to bring you into relationships that at times are going to require his help. Are going to require, why? Because it's going to make you better. Think about Jesus. Think about how he lived and how he walked. This was a man who walked among people who hated him, who wanted to kill him. But he still loved all people.
Think about that. That's the love of Christ. That you can love those who seek to kill you. That's the love of Christ. There's a humility that comes with this wall that says, I have been given instruction to put on a heart. I have been given us instruction to put on a heart of compassion, of kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That's in everything that I say and everything that I do. And that's when I'm manifesting the love of Christ. So just something to think about this morning. Amen? Just something to think about this morning. You know, what God wants to do is to get us to a point where, where we are mature enough that he can trust us with doing his work and doing the big work. Amen? That's what he wants, that he is glorified. Let's stand, come.